Welcome to Pratidwani, where we try to humanize science. I'm delighted to have uh, Atikur Rehman as my guest today on uh, this particular episode. Atikur is an associate professor at the Department of Physics at the Indian Institute of Science, Education and Research. Atikur is a, an excellent experimentalist with very deep knowledge in uh, quantum condensed matter physics and also materials aspect of uh, quantum systems. And uh, he has been working for several years on quantum transport and nanoelectronic devices and applications to uh, low dimensional systems like uh, quasi one dimensional and 2D materials, etc. Atiku did his PhD uh, in electronic transport properties at the very famous uh, Saha Institute of Nuclear Physics in Kolkata. And uh, his specialty during that PhD time was on nanowires. And uh, he did some very interesting work in that particular stage. Subsequently, he was a postdoctoral uh, fellow at Johns Hopkins uh, University, where he was a research associate uh, subsequently at the Center for Functional Nanomaterials in uh, Brookhaven National Lab. And he did some outstanding uh, research uh, during that particular time, uh, which led to several breakthrough kind of uh, uh, publications and also applications. Uh, that's important. And uh, in 2016, he joined the physics department at ISAT Pune. And his research interests are varied quantum transport in nanomaterials, fundamentals and applications. And he's also deeply interested in utilizing quantum materials for various different applications, be it in quantum uh, kind of technologies or also in several other applications as we will uh, discuss uh, further. So with this uh, introduction, I am delighted to welcome uh, Atikur. Welcome to, to Pratidwani Atikur. Thank you, Paman, for inviting me and uh, such a you know elaborate um, <laughs> um, you know introduction. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. I'm a kind of regular listener of Pratidwani. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's uh, you know uh, great that today uh, I'm the speaker. Yes, okay. yes. I'll fine. share my experience. Uh, so before we start, I'll uh, get to a specific point of uh, asking you about uh, how did you become a researcher, what you are, uh, especially give us a notion of uh, your biographical kind of uh, background, uh, where, where were you born and uh, what was your kind of early exposure to uh, education and etc. Yeah, so I'm from a uh, small village in West Bengal. Okay, uh, my district is Murshidabad and my village is uh, Lalgola. Nice. Uh, so a lot of people know Lalgola who are in West Bengal because it's a terminal station in Sialda Lalgola station. That is the last uh. stoppage. So we get the advantage of, you know, choose the train seats properly. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, Though it's a small place, but you get all the advantages that you need. I mean, we have almost everything. We have a nice, you know, school uh, and other uh, you know, necessary things. Now there's a college and mm. other things as well. Okay. Uh, that communication is uh, kind of, uh, though there is a train line, but that's a little bit tricky. You know, mm. it's uh, not that fast. So, though the distance is slightly more than 200 kilometers from Calcutta, but Earlier it used to take eight hours to reach there. Oh, now wow. the time has reduced uh, because of some super fast train. Mm. Okay, now we can go uh, theoretically in four hours. <laughs> okay, 
but anyway, that place is you know uh, nice because where the train station ends, uh, there used to be a river which is uh, now kind of you know uh, dead uh, because there is a road built in one side of it. But earlier there used to be a river, and uh, on the other side, it's uh, nothing is there. It's basically uh, there is empty land, and maybe after uh, ten or few kilometers, there is Bangladesh border. Wow. Okay. okay. Yeah. Okay. So it's very close to uh, Bangladesh border. Mm -hmm. So it's completely green over there. Okay. Mm -hmm. There is uh, no habitat in that side. Uh, so we always used to take a walk in the evening time, uh, you know, river month. So it was, uh, you know, kind of a completely green, you know, full of green and a village setting, nice. which we enjoyed a lot. We grew up uh, kind of care of nature. Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, so uh, when we are kid, you know, we uh, explored more uh, nature rather than you know uh, what is there in the syllabus. Uh, <laughs> Fantastic. I, yeah. Uh, frankly speaking, I was not uh, a very attentive student till the class 9 or even mid class 9. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, I mean, uh, education was never a very interesting thing for me. Uh -huh. okay. Rather, we used to roam around, go everywhere. Uh -huh. Okay. Uh, as both parents were working, so we used to get a lot of free time <laughs> okay, where no one is watching us. <laughs> okay. uh, and we used to explore uh, all sorts of things. Uh, so when, but yeah, we, we had this uh, mind to explore things and that probably, you know, uh, led us here. Okay, nice. finally. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I, I can remember that uh, when as a small kid, I mean, I was in a primary student, mm. uh, at the time, we used to go for hunting. Hunting means wow. with a slingshot or bow and arrow. We, we enjoyed all those kind of things, whatever you can think that a kid can do, <laughs> we did all sorts of things. Uh, and uh, I had a group of my uh, you know, kind of company who are almost half of my age. So I was kind of a leader of that <laughs> and yeah. I enjoyed it till plus nine. <laughs> uh, uh, so yeah, I mean, uh, it was a, a very interesting settings and uh, sometimes when I uh, talk to my friends these days, then they say that, oh, they didn't enjoy that much when they are a uh, kid or yeah. when they're young, they should have done that. Okay. But uh, when I look at myself, then I have no regret. Yeah. I think whatever you can do at a young age, I did everything. Fantastic. <laughs> uh, so, so that was, uh, I, I think, you know, helped us in... Uh, uh growing our mind properly Wonderful. okay uh, th that is very important so that uh, you can do things uh, later on your own okay. you can take risks okay yeah. uh, because no one is there to watch us so we have <laughs> to be careful or we have to solve our own problem okay when you are playing outside or you know it may be a fight between two groups yes. okay <laughs> it can be also like that uh, no, I, I was a bit naughty, not extremely naughty, but I was a bit naughty, you know, uh, I, I, I did all sorts of things. So, at one point, there used to be you know, a complaint almost every evening and okay, against me, someone will come and complain <laughs> that okay, I did that, I, you know, broke this thing. <laughs> you know, so, all those things were there. So, uh, this is also very interesting because uh, this is such an important part of uh, 
growing up yes right? yeah. and uh, you know this is also sometimes missing in current time right because somehow that outdoor activity for children or anybody in fact that yeah. matter is somehow reducing a lot and uh, especially in india the kind of space at in which you can freely you know play express uh, fortunately we are in a, in a campus yeah, yeah. there is that's, uh, that's not an issue but uh, that probably had a very deep impact i think on you yeah that's definitely i mean when i look at my kids i mean i yeah, just say yeah, there's a, yeah. there is a kind of story to them it's yeah, very, sure. for them it's very you know hard <laughs> to uh, <laughs> you know apprehend that yes it was happening at that time Absolutely. we went to you know see the bird nest we took the eggs from the bird nest okay we uh, you know uh, catch crabs by putting hands on the holes which even if you tell today that nothing is there i, I won't be able to put my hands inside those you know holes okay <laughs> yeah, we played barefoot without you know caring that there might be you know some sharp thing okay we fit can get cut okay fantastic we we never and so i sometimes tell uh, my kids that when they are trying to learn swimming i said okay i don't know when i learned swimming because it was such an early age okay i remember that i used to go to the pond with my elder brother so oh. i have elder brother oh. and also you know physics uh, background is wow. physics teacher fantastic uh, so uh, i remember that it was very early age maybe i was in class 2 or 3 when i learned swimming he just took me and put me a little bit deeper you know uh, water and oh, told me that, okay now come <laughs> okay <laughs> that's how we learn <laughs> uh, so yeah i mean we truly kind of you know grew up in the care of uh, nature that's and right. uh, i i i think you uh, know i i don't have any um uh, kind of i don't think that i missed anything, anything. okay in Very that nice. age which uh, one should get okay uh, somehow there is a you know uh, feeling of satisfaction that okay i did those things okay mm. um because when i see my kids uh, they are missing a lot yeah. okay yeah, um there is so much pressure these yeah. days okay uh, outdoor activities is very limited mm. yeah fortunately at isar we have something yes but uh, if you are you know now staying in a city it's very difficult, difficult okay. absolutely um, even the number of parks are decreasing like anything absolutely okay absolutely. Uh, which is you know one should realize that it's very important, important. okay absolutely. Uh, for a healthy society okay absolutely. Uh, uh, i i think that is one probably big reason why these days we hear a lot about mental health issues yes, yes. because yeah you are not really growing in the way you should, you should. You okay should. because you are absolutely right because there is an evolutionary reason why uh why people also have very positive effects uh in living in a place where they are exposed to natural environment yeah. and uh, of course there might be more authentic research on this but uh, you know even if you want to relax after working for a long time a short walk uh, in, in a place yeah. where which has reasonable green yes really relaxes in fact anybody who would want to do that can do it right it's something which is uh, which really brings in kind of a, refreshment of mind immediately yes that's it i mean it uh, helps your eyes also yes you know, exactly eyes no no precisely your eyes yeah yeah true true because especially if you work in optics lab in a dark yeah, room yeah, exactly <laughs> i mean you want to see some green <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. no that, that is you know uh, that is something uh, 
you know i still cherish that okay i spent my childhood like that okay. fantastic uh, but yes we had this you know uh, curiosity that mm -hmm. is always there whether it is uh, you know searching for bird nest or whatever is that uh, we had the curiosity uh, and uh, that led to many problem when i was a kid uh, okay <laughs> So, uh, you know, as I told you that both parents were working, so I used to come from uh, you know, school early. Yes. Okay, I had enough time to try things. Yeah. And uh, I remember that, I mean, I made many, you know, kind of uh, committed many accidents. At, uh, <laughs> okay. you know, so, the first thing I remember, it was, uh, I was very, you know, uh, small at that time. So, we had this uh, acid that we use for bathroom mm -hmm. cleaning yes. because the water quality yeah. is very bad. So, yeah. we need acid to yeah, yeah. the You're, stain. Yeah. I think it's muriatic acid yes. or something yes. like that. Okay. Uh, so, somehow I was trying to do something. I thought, okay, let's what happens if I mix this acid with this thing? Okay. I forgot the other you know, material, what was it, whether it is some oil or some soap water or whatever yeah. is that, that I forgot. Okay. But I remember that it was a brass bowl that I used. And uh, I was working on the, you know, newly made floor, mm -hmm. okay, which is red in color. That time, we didn't have this marble or yeah, know, mosaic. Right. It's just uh, cement, cement with red, you know, uh, color mixed. Uh, uh, I mean, the polish is really yeah. good. It's very shiny. Uh, and then I put the bowl and pour some, uh, I, I forgot the other liquid, but the acid was there. I put the acid. The moment I put the acid, it starts like <laughs> boiling up anything and it's, spilled yeah. everywhere and it made a nice map of like Australia on the floor <laughs> and it removed this uh, red, you know, uh, color. color. Okay, yeah. now it become very rough and I was terrified that I cannot hide this thing. This is in the middle of the floor. Okay, yes. Yes. so I don't know what I am going to face when my parents will become. I try to, you know, uh, fix it, but it was impossible. Okay, it's a cement floor. I uh, would still have that mark. <laughs> so, <laughs> I okay. Uh, yeah, I, I got you know quite a bit of uh, scolding, and uh, you know they said that oh, we should not play with the acids and other things. But it's not that you know they stopped me from trying those things completely. Okay. Uh, so yeah, thanks to my parents that they also you know kind of uh, sometimes encouraged to try something yeah. in a safer, safer. way. Nice. Okay, nice. that's the thing. It's not that okay, I committed something, there is some accident, that's why they say, oh, never try this thing. Okay, never play like this. Okay, they never said that. Exactly. Okay, they just said that, okay, we should be careful, this is acid, you should not try those things. Uh, yeah, uh, another time I uh, I somehow heard about rechargeable batteries. Ah. Okay, <laughs> so I thought that okay, rechargeable batteries. <laughs> then uh, I read something somewhere, but it was, you know, half education. <laughs> uh, so, the information was not complete and I couldn't uh, apprehend everything. Uh, then I thought that, okay, if I connect it to the electric, uh, you know, wire, right. you know, and then the battery will be charged again. Okay. So, I took a battery and I made a, you know, kind of connection for 232 volts. Okay. Directly with the line. Okay. That is available in the uh, room. Uh, fortunately, before turning it on, my mother saw it and she scolded like anything <laughs> and I didn't try that. Probably it is just going to explode the battery because it's not a rechargeable battery. It's just a regular battery yeah. that we use. Okay. So, these are uh, kind of something that again, I would say curiosity driven thing that we try. Okay. Let's see what happens. Okay. Uh, then, then I went to another guy who has some technical knowledge. Right. So, he used to work in a, they said, repairing shop, television and radio repairing shop. So, 
he told me like how these rechargeable batteries how they are different and these are not like the regular batteries and the charger circuit is different you need a different voltage so i didn't understand everything but i get that idea like okay there is something okay that is different from this regular batteries mm -hmm. okay uh, so these are something that we tried and we failed okay mm -hmm. uh, most of the time we yes, failed okay yes, yes. Uh, but we keep trying right. to do things but the first time that was kind of a success okay and uh, that still i remember and i was very excited i still you know remember vividly uh, so again i read somewhere that uh, you can uh, do you know just test electrolysis mm. say, using a salt water mm. uh, so we didn't have beaker or anything access to that but those days you have this uh, filament bulb okay uh, and we somehow knew how to uh, that we learn for a different purpose okay so we need to know how to open those bulb how to break the filament and use the outer Outside cell of that bulb wow. okay so it's basically now a glass vessel we actually use it for small aquarium we used fish, to put the small fish. you know fish into that and uh, as it's in a round shape so the fish when it went in the back side it looked very big, big. okay uh, so that was nice. So that was my kind of you uh, know beaker or testy whatever you Wonderful. can say. So, but you 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 remove the lower part of the bulb. Like the yeah, it's the top part. Uh -huh. Okay, which is you know uh, there is a kind of hook which you put and yeah. so we learned how to remove that thing and right. make it through. So through, through. Right. Uh, we learned how to break it. It will make a hiss sound when uh -huh. we just break it because there is vacuum. <laughs> vacuum. Yeah, yes, yes. Uh, and then we can nicely you know kind of make it a, a smooth uh, kind of hole. Hole. Yes. Okay. Yes. yes. Uh, we, we have to be careful that we should not cut our cut finger down. because yes. uh, it's yeah. glass. But yeah, I mean, we got some success on that. Fantastic. Uh, but that we learned in a different context. <laughs> uh, then I used it and uh, those days we used this uh, battery. Yeah. Okay, it's not like the battery that we are using uh, present is. I, I remember the brand, it's the, the Jeep battery that we used okay, because we had, you know, torch light because uh, we often had load setting. So mm. those are kind of yeah, uh, yeah. necessary things. Absolutely. Uh, and also we used to have a radio, which is mm. battery operated, you know, um, television came at a very later stage in our place. Nice. Uh, so uh, those batteries, when they're old, it's basically a paper wrapped battery. Mm. Outside is paper. And if you remove that paper, then you see the zinc mm -hmm. okay, uh, cam kind of thing. And then there is a carbon rod at the middle. Nice. So, uh, in the, that information that I got, that we need uh, two uh, connection, two basically electrode. Okay, I, I don't remember what it was written at the time because uh, it was in Bengali medium. Uh, uh, okay. okay, so something it was you know. So basically, you need electrode, but that should be made of zinc, uh -huh. and one should be of copper. Nice. Okay. So copper we got easily. I mean, I asked my father to get a copper wire from the market. So I mean, uh, he you know brought those things, and I knew that the outer side of the battery, if you remove the paper, then that is the zinc. Mm. Okay, so I just you know get some old battery and you know took out the zinc from it, just cut it. Okay, it was not a, a very safe way. It's always you know kind of toxic all the chemicals, but we didn't have that much idea how toxic those things are. Nice. Okay. So I removed those, you know, one zinc and one copper and I put it inside that, you know, uh, now glass vessel, okay, this bulb uh, and put some salt water into it and yes. add a battery. And the moment I connect the battery, I saw that the bubbles have come. 
Wow. And that made me very happy. Okay, something <laughs> is happening. Okay, it's kind of feel like, okay, I kind of, I'm doing something. Okay, there is something really. And uh, I was so happy that I took it with me to so all my friends that look, you know, this kind of magic, you see, this, I, the moment I connect the batteries, the bubbles are coming out of this, you know, salt water. So that was again, I had no idea that what science is there behind all these bubbles are coming. But, you know, uh, I always like to build things mm. to make things. Okay, that is still there. That's still okay. there. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so th that was something I think was I made successfully yeah, okay, yeah. Uh, for the uh, first time. So we grew up in this fashion. Mm -hmm. Education was never uh, kind of you know first priority to me mm -hmm. and sometimes my father used to get upset mm -hmm. uh, looking at my attitude. So we used to scold me sometimes that what you will do when you grow up? Are you going to be a rickshaw puller or something? <laughs> then I used to say, okay, what is so bad about rickshaw puller? <laughs> he has his own vehicle. So, you know, uh, I realized that at a very later mm -hmm. stage that, uh, you know, uh, this uh, studying is very important. Yes. I need to study. Okay. And that I learned, that transition also happened. It's kind of very abrupt. Okay, mm -hmm. that's uh, like when I, I, I don't know why, how that happened. Probably it's just mm -hmm. because of the age and mm -hmm. change of hormone and yeah. whatever is yeah. that. Okay, when I was in the mid ninth grade, mm -hmm. okay, uh, that time one day I realized that, okay, this 10th board exam is coming. Mm -hmm. Okay, in Bengali call it Madhamik. Mm -hmm. okay. uh, so the board exam is coming. That is something very important. Okay. For the first time, I realized that the exams are very important. <laughs> no, <laughs> okay. Uh, so and then it's kind of abrupt change. change. So uh, I kind of stopped going outside almost. You know, mm -hmm. uh, that is probably another bad side of the education. Yeah. <laughs> okay, this pressure <laughs> that I completely stopped going outside. Yeah. So all my like gang members who are almost half of my age, they used to come and say, "Why he is not coming outside? Exactly. Okay, why he is not playing?" Okay, then I told them, okay, I have exams, okay, which is coming mm -hmm. uh, in next one and a half year, it is coming. So I have to be careful. <laughs> okay. That's a good one. Yeah. One and a half years. Yes, <laughs> because I was in the mid of uh, ninth grade. Yeah. And, uh, uh, so then, uh, you know, kind of uh, we became, what you say, maybe bookworm or whatever is that. So there is a transition, but... Uh, I always had this mind, okay, once this exam is over, I am going to build this, this, this. Yes. Okay, there is a long list yes. of things that I am going to build this, I am going to build that. Um, but yeah, I mean, so the earlier days, the things that we try to build uh, was, you know, uh, may not be very interesting. Mm -hmm. It was suitable for that age. But when I grew up, maybe in the sixth grade or seventh grade, uh, then somehow this, you know, uh, Electrical things attracted mm. me, you know, uh, very much. Okay, I had this uh, small bulb. Those are not LEDs. Those mm. days you don't get LEDs, but those are small. We used to call them tuny bulb. Okay, that you generally see, you know, uh, for any occasion, mm. people used to, you know, uh, kind of uh, for the decoration purpose, they use those kind of bulbs. Okay, so I fortunately, you know, grabbed some of them and uh, made some circuits, just, you know, light them, mm. do some on-off kind of thing that, you know, somehow attracted me a lot. So, uh, right now I am working in electronic transport, yes, but that, you know, yes. affinity to electricity, how, you know, uh, it somehow it was there. 
बट या फ्रॉम लाइक मिड नाइन्थ ग्रेड द कन्वेंशनल एडुकेशन स्टार्टेड एक्चुअली ओके सो आई हैड टू काइंड ऑफ सप्रेस माय क्यूरियसिटी फॉर द सेक ऑफ you know whatever getting marks or doing well in the exams okay that is a shame isn't it it's uh, the same yeah because we couldn't uh, you know somehow our education system uh, doesn't support okay, curiosity yeah. and these days it's even uh, terrible okay it's even uh, you're absolutely bad. right so uh, i think now now that you have such a strong anchoring in uh, kind of you know thinking uh, through hands because that is something which is very important part of uh, experimentalist and this is uh, usually the case for a lot of people who yeah. have turned out to be experimentalists including myself yes, uh, yes. and of, of course there are also other people whom i have spoken to they have very similar experience uh it is also very interesting that uh, experimentalists uh, especially in experimental physics you generally also are exposed to mathematics mathematics yeah. in the sense yes uh i have also observed including uh, my own case there is a strong interest in mathematics in a slightly different way especially mm-hmm. for example growing up i had a very strong inclination towards geometry mm-hmm. even now even when i was i see some puzzle in geometrical kind of uh, a puzzle or something uh, like martin gardner or somebody it's so fascinating mm-hmm. was there also some exposure which you had because i i know that having interacted with you and by the way to listeners i should mention Atikur is my favorite collaborator. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, we are very successful <laughs> collaborator. Yeah. I have had fantastic uh, research collaborations thanks to the, our uh, group members. Yeah, our group members. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, I'll come to those points like uh, you know uh, how I landed in Aisar uh, Pune uh, and uh, yeah, how we are doing. Point. Yeah, we'll come to that point and then I will elaborately tell about my collaborator. Pawan <laughs> Kumar is my collaborator. <laughs> okay, yeah, it's been fantastic. Yeah. So, Tell me yeah, about but, a little bit about yeah, your experience. Yeah, so that's uh, okay. Yeah, so far whatever I you know um, told you about uh, that is outside school mm-hmm. or uh, you know outside the textbook thing. But yes, I mean uh, I was not a bad student. Okay, uh, even though I was not very interested in uh, studies, but I did well in the exams of yeah, yeah. most of the times. Okay, uh, I, I remember once I did really bad. That was uh, when I had to get admission in the fifth grade. <laughs> Okay, uh, I narrowly got chance That's there because I did some silly mistake. Okay, but yeah, uh, you said about this mathematics, and I think uh, it is inherent. Okay, mm. uh, so I I probably got it from my mother. I mean, she is good in uh, mathematics. Though both my parents are from arts background, mm-hmm. but my mother was good in mathematics, and uh, I uh, remember that uh, when I was in fourth grade. okay uh, she uh, she used to give uh, you know tuition at the time to the yeah, school uh, uh, you know uh, students i mean her own student oh, yeah, that time yeah. tuition was not banned yeah. okay, <laughs> by the you know school teacher both my parents are teacher on the same school oh, nice. so my brother is also and uh, my sister in law is also teacher on the same school wow. so, so it's, it's kind, kind of, of yeah, exactly. it's a, we are kind of teacher in fourth generation probably oh, now amazing yeah. amazing uh, and from both side both my parents side oh. i mean uh, my mother's father is also teacher my father's father is also teacher fantastic okay fantastic. Uh, uh, so uh, anyway uh, so she was teaching i think uh, fifth grade or sixth grade students and i was in either third or fourth grade uh so they were uh, you know discussing about some uh, mathematical problem mm. uh 
and it's I, I don't remember the problem uh, you know completely but it was about you know a moving train and it's crossing something and then you find out the speed or whatever something like that okay uh, it's purely you know arithmetic uh, problem then somehow uh, I mean I was overhearing I was playing I was doing something building some you know I think I was building a crane kind of stuff at that mm. time okay but hearing that you know uh, my mother was kind of trying to make the other student understand okay whether they can do it or not and they seem bit uh, you know upset they cannot do it but somehow i said that oh i can do it okay nice. my mother got a little bit surprised mm -hmm. no you cannot okay how come, how come you okay. have so much yeah, how come you can do it then i said no i can do it okay i somehow you know uh, realize that oh it's doable mm. okay I, I got the clue that mm. how one should attack this mm. you know mm. uh, mathematical problem mm. uh, then my mother put a challenge that okay if you can do it i'll give you a fountain pen wilson pen was that oh, i yes. was very you know i was fascinated about mm. wilson pen okay then she said if you can do it i'll give you a wilson pen okay then i said okay fine i'll do it and i remember that i took a you know peach board which was kind of uh, Probably we bought some T-shirt, mm. and it used to be there in the back side of the T-shirt, you know, for packing. So I started doing that math in that piece board, nice, nice, and nice. I end up doing, and I was successful in uh, you know getting that yeah. answer. So yeah, I like mathematics. Uh, actually, my uh, you know when I came to Saha Institute, I'll come to that yeah. point, you know, later. My first paper was in theory, and, oh, and that was nice. you know kind of uh, mostly mathematics driven. I mean, yeah, I, I like this, you know. To solve problems. Solve problems. Okay. Yeah. It's basically solving problems. Exactly. I never took it as a mathematics. It's just okay. It's another problem. Okay. Precisely right. You know, yeah. I, I want to pause at this particular point because see, there is generally a notion of uh, of uh, educating people uh, in mathematics yeah. where sometimes it gets kind of a little bit more mechanical and a yeah. lot of children uh, generally tend to go away because mm -hmm. they don't see the context or the relevance of uh, using a particular mathematics. Yeah, yeah. In fact, this approach of looking at, let's say, a physical world mm -hmm. and then trying to solve that particular problem in which mathematics becomes a part of this kind of uh, machinery to solve it. Yes. And yeah, that's yeah. a very important and effective way of uh, learning mathematics. A lot of engineering people do that. Right? Yes, exactly. Yes, yeah, that's exactly, exactly what exactly. Uh, engineer, engineers do. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah the, 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 see, the problem uh, in the school education is that you know you enforce them your own way of understanding things. Yeah. Okay, uh, you gave a problem and let them think. Exactly. Okay, yeah. uh, let them explore that thing. Okay, because solving a mathematical problem, I don't think there is only one way exactly. to solve. Exactly. Okay, Precisely. there are various ways. People will be thinking in a completely different ways. Okay, so I, I think again that you know is related to creativity or uh, the freedom of thinking i mean you should allow them to think okay these days we don't allow Absolutely. okay we have the okay, you should solve this thing in this way that's the you know we teach them technique okay not, not uh, right. uh, actual, actual mathematics okay. uh, so anyway uh, so I, I think i had uh, you know kind of uh, good knack uh, in mathematics mm -hmm. but uh, yeah, at the same point, you know, sometimes I was very reluctant mm -hmm. uh, to do things very carefully because most of the time, you know, uh, I can do some uh, silly mistakes. Mm -hmm. Okay, mm -hmm. it's written eight. I probably copy it as zero. Okay, those kind of mistakes yes. I often used to do. So 
I was a bit restless mm. those days, okay, because there are so many things outside happening, okay, that is so attractive to me, mm. you know, uh, concentrating on pen and paper sometimes is very difficult. Very difficult. Uh, yeah. And uh, I, I remember that I did really bad in the, you know, entrance test in fifth grade because uh, from class one to four, I studied mm. on a primary school and uh, yeah, here there is another interesting thing I should mention, which sound like, you know, uh, uh, not very convincing these days. <laughs> Uh, the school that I studied, we didn't have any classroom for the you know kindergarten. Yes. Basically, we call it infant grade. Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, we literally did it uh, below a mango tree. Mango tree. Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, then from the second grade, uh, we got the kind of said. Okay. Didn't have any uh, bench, table, or anything. The only bench was there in uh, fourth grade. Nice. Okay. Where you can get only for sitting. All the books you have to hold in your hand. Okay. <laughs> So there is no desk, there is no concept of desk. But uh, from 5th to 12th, I started in Lalulayman Academy, mm. which uh, whenever I go, I kind of visit yes, my yes, school. Yes. Okay. I think recently you were, you were there? Yeah, yeah, I, I was there also yeah. recently. Yeah. And uh, I mean, uh, so this time I, uh, every time I go, I try to at least motivate the student. Nice. This time I went to a different place, but nice. uh, next time probably I'll again, you know, give a talk in my uh, that school. But anyway, I try to uh, visit those schools. So my fifth to twelfth grade on the same school. So during the entrance test of the fifth grade, okay, I did really bad in mathematics. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, I somehow got admission because of uh, you know uh, some mm. literature, so Bengali basically. So we used to give two exams. One is for Bengali and one is for mathematics. Mm. <laughs> okay. Uh, but anyway, uh, that was kind of a blow to me that I did really bad in the mathematics. So then the uh, I kind of learned my lesson. Mm. Uh, then after that, you know, immediately in fifth, uh, there are like uh, we used to have two exams, only two terms. So there. Okay, half yearly and then annual yeah, final yeah. exam. So I did really well. I got full marks in both the exams. So I kind of, you know, again uh, back into my track. <laughs> okay, I have to be a little bit, you know, sincere on that. Uh, but yes, uh, mathematics was always uh, kind of you know a big interest to me and. Uh, I remember that uh, in uh, seventh grade we came to this, you know, geometry thing which mm. you are saying, and uh, that was something was very interesting, interesting. to me as well. And uh, I somehow could do it well at mm. the time because I, I could easily realize that when uh, you know teacher they taught those things, okay, a lot of students they have difficulty in understanding the yeah. like. It's like a logical thing. Exactly. Okay. It's a purely logical thing. There is uh, nothing to memorize. Memorize. Exactly. There is ah. nothing to memorize. No, nothing to memorize. Yeah. And where you don't have to memorize, uh, it's kind of interesting for me. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, uh, I mean, we did well in those kind of, you know, uh, things. Uh, that's why probably, you know, I was not very good in biology in that yeah. sense mm -hmm. uh, because it was kind of little bit informative mm -hmm. uh, to mm -hmm. me. Yeah. Okay, um, but anyway, I mean, once you cross uh, certain barrier, then every subject looks same to you. Yeah, when I am now in research, okay, uh, I, I think now we can do research on uh, anything, anything that we yeah, want. Absolutely. Okay. So, one more point I want to ask Kathikur because uh, this is uh, generally an issue for experimentalists especially and in your case you are also a condensed matter experimentalist. Mm -hmm. uh, 
the exposure to chemistry is also equally important. Yes. Yeah. You know, I have seen some of my own colleagues, uh, of course, there are a lot of our colleagues like uh, uh, Surjit, Nair, Ashna, and Aparna, and various different people who do condensed matter physics, yeah. uh, where they also prepare materials, including yes. you. Uh, they, they also are very conversant in, in uh, talking about structures, in talking mm -hmm. about uh, uh, kind of, you know, chemical uh, aspect of a particular material. Uh, with, of course, with a very strong background in physics. Uh, you know, this is a point uh, I have also seen a lot of uh, people have an issue. For example, a lot of people who really get very, very strong training in mathematics generally don't have yeah. that kind of exposure in chemistry. But in experimental physics, especially condensed matter experimentally, you cannot you cannot escape. You cannot escape. Yeah, and you cannot is, ignore that. It is detrimental to, to the work. Yeah, yeah. Could you please tell us, because I am always curious, especially with the condensed matter physicists, their knowledge of chemistry and appreciation is actually far higher than, let's say, conventional other uh, areas of physics. Could you please tell us how you, how you, uh, was there also a background in your education of that kind? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, this is something, you know, interesting. The story I told you about the electrolysis, it's basically, you know, it's a chemistry problem. Yes. If I, you know, uh, understand uh, correctly. Okay. Uh, so, this acid accident, uh -huh. it was also uh -huh. a chemistry, chemistry problem. Exactly, yeah. It's a chemistry problem. Exactly. And I remember that once I tried something really bad. Okay, I got this naphthalene from somewhere. Yeah. I, I was very, you know, small at that time. And... Uh, I mean, my mother used to cook on this, you know, coal stove. Yeah. Okay. So, when she went uh, to school and somehow I probably that day, my school was, there is a holiday or something. Yeah. So, I was at home uh, alone. Mm. Okay. <laughs> and I got this, you know, it's a winter time. So, somehow this blanket and other things came out of this big box where uh, there is naphthalene was given so that, you know, some bug will not destroy those things. And yes. I got one of this naphthalene piece. And I saw this uh, coal oven, which still has a lot of heat in it. <laughs> so what I did, I thought that, okay, let's see what happens if I, you know, hit uh, iron rod and then put it on the snap thread. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was really bad because, you know, so what happened is that the moment I put it, okay, there is, I saw that some fume is coming out of it. And the moment I smell it, I was having pain in my stomach. Oh, man. Okay. I thought that no, this is a bad thing. And I tried that just to make sure that it's because of that. I tried it two, three times. Oh. And then I confirmed that oh, no, it's happening because of this thing. Okay. So it's a very bad way of trying chemistry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, but yes, uh, so uh, the, you know, uh, science that we yeah. generally start studying in our class in the conventional way, this is unconventional yeah, way of learning. Okay. The conventional way, it's called the physical science, yeah, okay, exactly, which yeah. involves both physics, physical chemistry, science. okay, and then there is life science, yes. which involves basically botany and geology yeah, and yeah, other yeah, stuff. Yeah, right, yeah. Okay, uh, so uh, interestingly, uh, in our school, okay, the physics teachers were good, okay, uh, biology teachers were really good, but the chemistry teacher was excellent. Okay, that's very unusual. That's very unusual, oh. and uh, I mean. Um, he is actually, he is very good. He has also interesting background because I uh, took private tuition from him when I was at class 11 and 12. Wow. So, he has a background in chemistry, but he used to teach us mathematics, physics, chemistry. Wonderful. So, I had only one teacher, okay, where I learned everything. Okay. So, 
he used to tell that actually he was more interested in mathematics. Mm. Oh, mm. He wanted to study mathematics, but because her, his maths marks was not that great, right. so he has to study chemistry. Chemistry was kind of the second favorite subject to him. Okay. Uh, so he was very good in uh, chemistry, especially he used to show us various things. I remember that he showed us a very simple example when uh, we were learning about filtration. Mm. So he took one filter paper, this you know simple Wattman filter paper. Okay, he came into the class and took some water. Uh. Okay, put some dust in it and put it on top and showing that see filters once the filtration is happening, you get clear water. Okay. So it's a very simple experiment. It's nothing like one sense, but at uh, that age, okay, it looked very you know interesting to me. I mean, you see the so such a muddy water on the top and such clean water, crystal clear water that is coming at the bottom. Okay, I, I was kind of amazed uh, on that. So we did get a good chemistry exposure because of that teacher. Okay, I mean, uh, and uh, interestingly, uh, though it's a you know village school. Uh, it produces many good mm -hmm. students. We had a very good chemistry lab, which yeah, is yeah. kind of unusual. unusual yeah. Okay, we had a very good chemistry lab. The biology lab was also good. Okay, uh, I don't know how many you know frog we have sacrificed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's all happened in class eleven, twelve. Yeah, yeah. But even at the earlier age, uh, so this teacher when he was teaching us something, okay, uh, some chemical thing. He used to show us those things, or they they will take a, he will take us to the lab and show things. Okay, the flame test, those simple simple things. But uh, it kind of you know ignited our curiosity that okay, there is something happening. Now we should learn what is happening. Okay, so he made us kind of learning chemistry fun. Okay, we rather had you know not that great teacher in physics okay mm -hmm. uh, we had one little bit older teacher and one young teacher the young teacher was kind of good mm -hmm. okay but he, he was uh, very good in uh, painting okay yeah. so he was more interested <laughs> on uh, that he's a great painter actually oh, okay, okay. Uh, so uh, and the older teacher he is a good teacher but uh, he has difficult in grasping the new things that is coming up so you used to see him that he is uh, you know, studying those books before taking the class and I used to think that what is there to study you know and sitting <laughs> it's uh, kind of simple things are there mm -hmm. uh, but yeah I mean uh, so we got a good exposure in chemistry mm -hmm. so that we got from the school so my mathematics inclination is uh, probably from home mm -hmm. okay but this you know uh, uh, kind of whatever the chemistry and uh, chemistry is not a boring subject or whatever is yeah. that okay that attitude we developed because of the school and we got this you know uh, really nice uh, teacher there uh, but after class 12 when uh, i went to you know kalani university so that time um, kalani was uh, kind of home university mm -hmm. it's like isr you have small number of students yeah. they will get admission and they will finish till their you know masters, masters. okay uh, so, and those days it was a little bit, you know, competitive. Though it's a small university, but just because it's a home university, you know, it was kind of a little bit uh, competitive. And uh, getting a, you know chance in Kalani University was kind of a turning point in my life, okay, as far as I consider. Nice. And I was the last person to get admission in the second merit list. Okay, mm. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. I came out to be the you know first, but uh, <laughs> I entered there as the last person. Mm. And there I got very good teachers. Okay, it's a small university, but the teachers are fantastic. Nice. Okay, 
so whatever my you know career path today is is because of them is because of my you know those university teachers uh so i mean initially there is kind of you know uh, it's very difficult to kind of follow their uh, you know what they are really saying they used to tell that okay study these good books these and that and my seniors will probably tell oh we have you know in the market there is this in you know, a question answer type of book you should study them for the exam so i asked kind of a dilemma whom to listen is whether it? the teacher okay who is you know saying us to read the barclay volume or this guy who is saying us some s chand book okay <laughs> something like that and uh, you know uh, so we quickly learn i mean probably a year or so that no the teachers what they are saying is actually is very beneficial very in the long term okay uh, because they are very open to us they are very friendly because though we had i remember that we had 23 uh, seats in total in the you know uh, physics department uh, and after first year half of them will go with for je and other things medical and trans and other stuff okay uh, so we end up with 11 students after first year okay uh, so it's a small class uh, yeah. okay uh, so it's kind of you know one to one interaction yeah, and uh, you know some days maybe some student will not come so only couple of students are there yes. uh, so that actually helped us uh, to build a good relation with the teachers, teachers. okay nice. uh, we could uh, you know kind of uh, discuss them even after hours we can go to their office anytime okay we want uh, and also in the class uh, we can kind of stop them and discuss them we didn't have like we had a syllabus but it's not that okay we have to finish this syllabus so by any means okay it's not like that they are rather more uh, kind of giving stress to that okay you should learn okay uh, whenever we used to say about marks and other thing they say you don't need to worry about marks That's, okay uh, and i think i got that impression so i also tell the same thing to my students that you don't really need to worry too much about the marks mm. if you know things well you will do, do it do it okay you will make it okay so uh, i think you know uh, those teachers the university teachers uh, uh, they have a great impression on shaping my life in uh, kind of physics uh, because my school teachers okay i i cannot say that uh, you know uh, i learned a lot of physics there mm, okay mm. Uh, but this okay the curiosity is there but uh, i would say that the chemistry teachers were rather you know uh, more uh, kind of uh, Uh, efficient, efficient in that sense yeah, yeah. okay to you uh, know make their subject more interesting yes, okay yes uh, but okay i i liked uh, physics i enjoyed you know uh, reading a uh, physics book so yeah one interesting thing is there when our class 12 uh, you know result was out so this older teacher who is kind of about to retire in next mm-hmm. few years so he called me and he said that you know uh, for the you know kind of first time in my entire teaching life which was kind of more than 30 hours mm-hmm. or something mm-hmm. that you are saying okay now today i am very happy and then i said why sir mm. uh, so it happened to be i was the first student who scored a letter mark means 80% marks in higher secondary in physics wow very okay nice. very so nice. though the school produced many good, good students nice. like uh, district topper <coughs> and those things even my uncle he also studied in that school and he was a district topper nice. uh, from that school i didn't make those things <laughs> but, you know because i did really bad in biology <laughs> um so uh, anyway uh, so that 
so after doing that uh, you know kind of uh, i was kind of determined that okay uh, i need to pursue you know Achoo. physics uh, so, my brother was also studying physics at the time okay he was in i think his uh, final year of bsc or yes, something like yes. that okay elder brother elder brother yeah i have only one brother who is elder so it's kind of you know i i is come pre determined that okay i'm going to study physics yes. okay nice nice and fortunately i landed up in uh, this uh, in akolan university mm. uh, where i exposed to such a good teacher okay uh, there are uh, like very good experimentalist with such a limited you know means mm. the way mm. they could do things it was amazing, amazing and yeah. the best part of uh, you know uh, the department is that those teachers they allow us to explore things okay i remember that in uh, you know uh, in master degree the final year we had specialization mm -hmm. okay so one year is uh, completely specialization like we do ms thesis we didn't have any project or anything yeah. we have just specialization my specialization is solid state physics okay and the teacher uh, who used to teach us most of the special subjects is uh, professor arobindo nag mm. okay uh, i think he is still alive he is like more than 6 feet tall <laughs> used to come in a you know bicycle okay always <laughs> straight and if he laughs probably you know from one mile you could hear that <laughs> he is such a charming <laughs> person and there are a lot of uh, good teachers were there padmanavadas gupta prashant rudra okay chirantan niyogi siddhartha re i mean there is you know i I, I should name everyone yeah, yeah, because yeah. there is, you know, uh, so this all is, these teachers were exceptionally. Uh, what's the location? This, this so it's uh, nearly 50 uh, kilometer away from Calcutta. Okay. Uh, and it's a, uh, not, though it's a city, but the settings are, you know, kind of a village setting. So mm -hmm. for me, it's a, I can open the, uh, when we are doing this uh, chemistry practical, I can see that cows are roaming <laughs> around. I said, okay. And my friend who came from, you uh, know, Hardcore city. He used to set up. So, why are you seeing the cows here? <laughs> <laughs> so, to me, it looks very soothing, and to him, it looks annoying. <laughs> uh, so, anyway, uh, yeah, that uh, you know, university uh, uh, during our time or uh, during uh, that time, uh, the teacher quality was exceptionally yeah. good. Yeah. Okay. See, this is something very uh, important because. You know, generally the notion is that only wherever there is a big city, there you get good education. Yeah. This is not the conventionally... At least those days it was yeah. not true so, yeah. because I know some of those teachers, they got job offer in good places, places. Okay, which, yeah. is, which is at the center of the you know, yeah. uh, city. Okay. Uh, but uh, they were, I, I, I can uh, remember, I, I, I mean... I can name the yes. professor, uh -huh. okay, uh, Professor Siddhartha okay, who did his uh, PhD and everything abroad. Okay. Oh. He has a, you know, a big exposure on that. Um, so he got a job in Kalan University uh -huh. first. Uh -huh. Okay, then later he got a, an offer from Calcutta University. Okay, okay, uh -huh. it was very prestigious. Yeah, very you know, prestigious. Calcutta University is the famous university. Yeah, yeah. Okay, rich, my brother started in Calcutta University. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, so, but. Uh, you know, I, I heard this story from one of my uh, teacher uh -huh. again from the department. Then, then his mother told the professor Dattara's mother told that no, you know, you got a job there first. So I don't think that you should leave that job for a better opportunity. Okay, wow. <laughs> you should have that accountability. They gave you the first opportunity, so you should continue that. So he used to commute from Calcutta to come to this Kalani every day. Okay. 
and i mean this is a fantastic yeah. teacher okay. as a fantastic human being yeah. i mean all of them uh, like uh, i i should say that i don't know how much physics i learned okay uh, but uh, i learned a lot about uh, being a good human being, being from them okay uh, all of them are fantastic human being and we kind of you know we were associated so closely yeah. with them uh, um, i mean that i i, I feel very fortunate Fortune. that uh, okay i got all this you know uh, teacher at the time and uh, yes uh, those days i think people had this uh, idea, idea because i think some very good teachers were there in that university the one reason is that people tried to avoid this crowded city yeah. so they wanted to live little bit away from the city so that Peaceful. we can get yeah, yeah. the advantage of the city when yeah. needed but you know day to day to day life is not that crowded it's not that you know it's a honking allow is it you don't say okay true uh, true true so exactly. i i think that was the reason that we got a very good quality, quality. Uh, teachers right okay so this uh, uh, this aspect of uh, ideal idealism sometimes it becomes kind of you know uh, it, it comes under uh, criticism Yeah, because yeah. people think okay it is important to be pragmatic and you know you don't have to you know be very idealistic but you if you look at it in a different way a lot of inspiration you derive is out of people who are idealistic yeah yeah yes right? i mean they actually inspire us yes okay it's not the people who yeah. <laughs> are opportunists yeah, exactly. okay exactly. they don't inspire us exactly okay exactly uh, yes. uh, at that time i mean uh, people put you know ethics and other thing at a higher priority okay uh, they i mean idealism is probably oh, yeah. you know, much more important for absolutely. them okay absolutely. Uh, rather than earning more money or getting little bit you know benefits yeah, uh, yeah. they probably prefer something else something that is else. Yeah. more important for uh, yeah. you know human being i think see after all year all the years you still remembering that person yes yes right? i remember you know i mean yeah. uh, they you know kind of gave a lifelong impression yeah, okay how yes. our career yeah. not only career I means as a human being how we are going to evolve okay uh, we had some amazing teacher i mean i don't know how all of them were <laughs> gathered on the same <laughs> place okay it probably happens once, once in a lifetime, lifetime you know yes, yeah yes. i mean uh, i remember we had one teacher uh, professor chirantan niyogi i mean uh, he, he was actually those days i mean we didn't know that it's called outreach but he used to do this you know <laughs> science uh, popularity yeah yeah he used to do this uh, program in uh, radio oh, okay. radio has you know far more appro reach in uh, village side absolutely okay. see that is the inspiration for yes, yes, the podcast is kind of like that because i think the best thing is that you can do your regular work by listening exactly. something that is if you sit in front of tv yeah. and watch something you cannot do anything, do anything yes. that's why probably tv is called idiot box so i don't know <laughs> <laughs> but no, i'm very glad you're mentioning and it's also kind of a great uh, shout out for uh, podcasting no 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 that is that is exactly the reason why yeah. I, i mean you see you can drive while listening a song exactly. you can yeah. uh, listening uh, you know some uh, news yeah. but you cannot drive while watching a movie oh, yeah. <laughs> okay that yes, is not possible Okay. Precisely. Precisely. Uh, so, yeah. So these teachers. I mean, uh, so this uh, professor. Okay, uh, his name is uh, Professor Chirantan. He used to do this, uh, you know, uh, program in uh, radio, mm. where uh, in a li- it's a live program. Nice. People, you know, pick up their phone and ask any question related to science. Wow. Fantastic. And the science is not only physics. Though he's a physics professor, 
they can ask okay why the you know kind of uh, uh, this algae grows more on that side uh, of uh, you know wall, wall. okay uh, it's kind uh, of like that. and okay uh, we are not very familiar with google at the time but he was, was like google, google. <laughs> okay Wait, i mean he has it. knowledge of almost how much they know okay that's amazing guy yeah, so I, i i often say this thing that those teachers are inspiration for me mm-hmm. but they are also a source of frustration for me because i know for sure that i will never be as good as them yeah. okay yeah. they are exceptionally good. exceptional okay exceptional and uh, it's uh, not this is in 1990s Uh, this is yeah so i started in uh, 1994 right okay, okay. Uh, i stayed there because you know little longer because my health condition i had to drop here and okay. all those things so i i was kind of uh, know them little bit more yeah, okay nice, nice. uh so uh, yeah i mean uh, those teachers were uh, fantastic mm-hmm. okay uh, there is uh, so this teacher okay apart from doing this <laughs> kind of outreach okay um He, he i think he taught us electronics once uh, he used to take class of almost everything sometimes mathematical mm-hmm. methods sometimes make quantum mechanics so that time he, he took electronics uh, so he will come into the class and then he'll ask okay what we have to you know teach today okay, what are we going to learn today then he said oh sir the syllabus says that we should learn about television today oh we have to learn television okay let's see how television works then he will start building the circuit right over there he'll oh, say wow. okay let's put the capacitor here put a transistor here oh then put a resistor here but okay if i put the resistor then the signal will no i think we don't need to put a resistor here then there will be this problem so i should put the resistor here so it's kind of you know he's inventing television yes. right there in the black book right this is right. something amazing i mean right. we used to be surprised that how this guy i mean Uh, i mean the depth of knowledge okay <laughs> to me they are the real yeah, physicists yes, okay absolutely. so i would want to emphasize this very important point this is first principles thinking yes because this is actually the power of physics exactly what you mentioned and of course power of basic sciences basic right? science is where, the analytic aptitude aptitude yes. and you go to the first principle where you take the most fundamental elements yes. and build things up from that particular point yes. of view and this is actually as you properly mentioned that is the way fundamental science actually is done like physics physics is, is done is, is exactly yeah. that i think uh, i mean all the sciences are done that that way okay so if you don't have a solid base yes. okay yeah. if you don't have a proper grasp on the base if you cannot use yes, them sir. freely if you don't know how to do the permutation combination of the fundamental knowledge then you cannot build anything absolutely okay. absolutely and interestingly what i found this my realization is that if you know those things then you don't need to remember, remember anything exactly you don't need to remember anything okay then and there when it is needed you can build things okay precisely right okay. see that this is a very important point that you could because a lot of uh, uh, i'm not say school children school children actually are generally much more curious the problem comes when you are coming close to 11th and 12 yeah because the curiosity dies, dies you know uh, i mean our system it kills the curiosity yes, yeah. okay it so, only teaches you some technique technique okay. it always much boiled down to techniques see the then science and mathematics and all disciplines become subservient to an examination yeah yeah right because yeah. it becomes a means to an end yes and uh, that end is uh, so fictitious in the sense 
because uh, you're really not gaining anything no, other it, than it's say, it's really an end yeah, that yeah. it will perfectly say that it's really an end yeah yeah so uh, that is a, a point of concern and uh, you know the, as you mentioned because if you want to really do anything uh, and if you don't have to remember everything the fantastic way is to kind of invest your time and energy into understanding the first principles and build things as you go along which means is it also is training you to do research yes you are basically <laughs> doing research, research exactly yeah. exactly and that sometimes is lacking because you know most of the time the examinations become pattern recognition oh, yeah. Yeah. right yeah. because you probably would be trained to do it at a very quick pace and uh, at that particular instant the children are very uh, kind of receptive they they can actually spend their energy to do that mm-hmm. but you will see that as time progresses that is turning out to be not so effective way to think about problems in the real world yeah. because uh, you uh, you are not solving a solved problem yeah, yeah. most of the time see solved problem in the sense you are not solving a problem which which you know that there is a source from which you can gain the knowledge from Mm-hmm. because in research many a times you would also be solving sometimes a solved problem yes, yes but you don't know whether there is a solution yes, you don't yeah. know the source that's the best thing that's the best thing yes. right and uh, this kind of thinking what you just mentioned whether you use the first principles become so so critical so important important no actually when you mention is i should mention one uh, in an incident uh, so uh, one student came uh, in my office one day mm-hmm. because uh, you know we have to look after some students now we are yeah. i don't know what is that name Okay. Yeah, mentor, uh, mentor, mentor, mentor. Okay. Yes, <laughs> we are mentor of certain number of group of yeah, students. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So if they face any problem, oh, they'll come yeah. to you. So one student came to my office one day, and uh, it's before COVID yeah. uh, time, uh, and he said that, sir, I am having difficulty in understanding what is going on in the class. Yeah. He is having difficulty in general, okay, in understanding yeah. things. And he said that I came to JE, so if you give me a problem, I can solve. Mm. but if you ask me to think to like kind of you know <coughs> independent thinking okay to do something more uh, yeah. with this knowledge i am having difficulty yeah. then i said that okay it's uh, you are not responsible for this yeah. okay <laughs> uh, the process that you went through, went through. made you like that okay uh, it killed your curiosity okay it killed your that efficiency of independent thinking okay uh you are now kind of a calculator, calculator. okay you get a exactly. problem you can solve that problem say yeah. he said that you give me any problem i'll be happy to solve okay yeah. uh, but i am having difficulty in uh, kind of uh, understanding things mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so this is something uh, that is going on for quite some time mm-hmm. so, you know no mm-hmm. every time we feel that it's high time that you know we should do something about it and uh, till we do it at the you know kind of Uh, school stage, stage it's yeah, not it's going not to be rectified possible. see okay. the, from my own experience uh, interacting with my daughter and also i'm sure you would have also yeah. got this uh, as we keep kind of looking at it because uh, my daughter is still in, in a early uh, part of the education like uh, fifth, uh, fourth standard and other things uh, you see that there is a lot of curiosity still there <laughs> still there yes, uh, yes you know the most important thing is to somehow ensure that curiosity is preserved preserved because i see also kids who grow up a little bit further yes. suddenly the pressure is so much pressure is so much once they, they go are, to the ninth grade it's, it's kind a, of it's abrupt change abruptly they're okay. actually orienting themselves to examinations yes. and other things again goes back to the point what you're mentioning 
about the fact that if you look at the first principles the yeah. foundational aspects and uh, that is where you know good good kind of training in physics mathematics and uh, chemistry and biology is so important so with this uh, we will also move now towards your transition into uh, let's say the college and subsequently into the higher education and uh, tell us a little bit about that yeah so you know uh, when we are in uh, master uh, degree okay i kind of uh, was sure that okay now we'll this is in kalyani right ah uh, this is in kalyani so bsms both so oh, bsms it's a home university ah. so we kind of spend our entire you know college or university whatever say in the university itself very nice okay uh, so in, in uh, masters uh, we took this you know solicited fees uh, special as uh, special paper uh the and uh, from there i knew that i'll be doing research okay that was kind of you know in my mind that i don't want to stop my education right away mm -hmm. okay i need to do research and there is one interesting uh, you know uh, kind of motivation uh, behind doing research mm -hmm. it's sometimes i laugh when i think now mm -hmm. i always think that okay this is you know there is exam pressure and all those things so all these books i cannot read them properly i cannot really understand them properly uh, once uh, these exams are over so i knew that in phd there is no exam okay uh, so once i go to phd i will learn them you know yes. peacefully okay <laughs> there is no exam nothing no one is going to disturb you okay uh, so i will study them carefully okay so anyway uh, so uh, but what is that you know topic that we should do research mm. that is something you know yeah. now it's coming becoming more kind of need to focus a little bit yeah, okay uh, so anyway uh, when i was in uh, second year i liked this uh, electricity magnetism a lot electricity especially <laughs> i liked a lot then uh, i started liking quantum mechanics uh, solid state physics statistical mechanics Price. okay we had a fantastic quantum mechanics teacher okay uh, i mean he was so good that anyone who is coming out of that university mm. if you ask like uh, tell me you know one thing that you are strong in physics everyone will say quantum mechanics i mean he was such a good teacher okay uh, so, so in fact that is amazing rajikur because you know uh, that is probably also the design of the curriculum or yeah. something like that uh, that is always the popular most the most popular uh, subject it's a design of the curriculum and sometimes you know uh, people are uh, because the concept is you know so something fascinating, fascinating. <laughs> it's yeah. unusual okay absolutely the so moment you see that okay electrons can be everywhere <laughs> it's passing through the two door at the same time this is something you know in a contradict to the classical thing absolutely okay. because this is precisely the point why in, uh, it's why so it's so interesting and important to bring context yes context in the in this particular uh, part it is the contrast Yeah, right. Yeah, Because yeah. you would have always studied classical physics. Suddenly, you see something which is very, very unusual. Unusual, right? Yeah. The same thing happens even with relativity. For that yes, matter. yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think you know, by nature, human being are kind of more interested on something that yeah. is uh, giving them a contrast. Okay. Uh, or that is kind of challenging. Challenging. Absolutely. Okay. uh so okay i had you know kind of a broad liking of this you know uh subjects uh then uh, i asked one of my teacher that okay 
what is so solid i will be doing some work in solid state physics that is kind of you know um, decided uh, then i ask okay what is so kind of important these days in terms of research what is uh. so fascinating in solid state physics mm. okay this is again uh, this uh, professor chirantan yogi right. so uh, he was kind of little bit younger in that sense uh, he told that you know these days this nano is a big buzz uh. like right now you know <laughs> quantum technology is a big buzz <laughs> it's kind of and he said that there are a lot of interesting things yeah. because you are saying that you like you know quantum mechanics you like electricity you know magnetism you like solid state physics so all these things you will get together if you are doing something in nano structured material nice okay yes, yes. so that's the first time i heard about nano and then i you know kind of uh, started uh, getting some information <laughs> uh, 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 about it or what is it uh, and uh, what are the interesting things that is going on yes yes uh, so okay in uh, final uh, year you have to give the, all these exams to mm. go for phd uh, at the same time there is you know uh, quite a bit of attraction about bhava atomic research center because that's a job, job. okay <laughs> so i also gave all this, whatever the exams we gave everything an eight gate uh, okay all those things uh, that we gave uh then okay i mean we qualified all of them nice. then i now there is a little bit of dilemma because uh, i had a very good gate score and Fantastic. one of my you know little bit distant uncle uh-huh. he was also studying uh, physics in the same place kolkata university and after doing mtech he was placed in a very good abroad okay very attractive job so that was very you know kind of uh good information for my mother that if you do mtech then you can get land up in this job yes. okay <laughs> so yeah, he was saying that okay i mean you should think okay. about it because uh, one of my friend who has a similar kind of uh, you know uh, get score uh, he went for computer <laughs> science mm-hmm. okay uh and uh, there is another this uh, you know brc <coughs> that uh, that is also attractive then i ask again uh, one of my professor that says okay i have these options so mm. which one should i take and i also gave entrance exam to the saha institute nice okay. nice uh, so he said that okay what do you want to do in future i said sir i want to do research okay i don't want to stop my career right now excellent okay. excellent then he said that okay then you don't need to think too much about it go for research okay nice nice ah. so you go and join saha institute uh. and uh, professor milan sanal who is my phd advisor yes, yes. he was also a, you know uh, ex student of kalyan wow, university wow very nice so he said that okay i mean that uh, professor said that milan is there okay you go and join him he works in nano <laughs> okay i yeah, said I okay mention, that ticks all the boxes for me okay. to the listeners i should mention that uh, uh, professor milan sanyal is one of the foremost physicists from uh, from india and uh, outstanding experimentalist yeah. has trained a lot of uh, physicists and uh, aratikur is uh, is part of uh, that that akada <laughs> yes 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 and yeah so there are some so uh, i mean um, i i came back here on 5th and 5th i actually was sitting with professor sanyal in yeah. science room because every time i come i just make a you know trip to saha institute science. because that is on my way yeah. okay <laughs> way to airport so i take kind of uh, you know uh, stop there i make a stop and you know <coughs> see so fortunately this time i could uh, you know meet him no nice yeah so i i was telling him this story that uh, you know 
Um, my health was not good when I was in uh, MSc final year, mm -hmm. so I had to drop one one okay. year because of the health condition. Uh, so it was a little bit, you know, uh, upsetting for me that uh, you know all my friends they you know yeah. uh, went from yeah, the yeah. university. Okay, uh, but when I came to Saha Institute and I joined Professor Sanal, there is a story behind that also. Mm -hmm. Uh, then I came to know that professional didn't take uh, you know any student uh, last year. Uh, okay, so I was thinking, okay, that is kind of destiny. If I was coming, if my health was good, I'll <laughs> be coming and wow. I'll miss him. Okay, so it's everything is kind of you know all set beforehand. <laughs> Coincidental. Uh, Coincidental. It's uh, kind of amazing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I came to Saha Institute. Yeah. Okay, and that's where my kind of you know research started we had this one year post msc coursework nice okay uh, but it was fine i mean we did well in that coursework okay um and uh, at the almost at the end of the coursework you start doing uh, research research yeah so i went to professor sanal and uh, you know i told him that i want to do you know research with uh -huh. you okay um then he said okay you know you know there is you know some rule in my you know in joining me mm. uh, because if multiple students approach okay then i have to take uh, you know uh, one or two out of them okay yeah. i generally take uh, one or two. Uh, now you can tell that okay i can take one interview and do this and that yeah. but then the onus is on me that uh, i made any discrimination of i am responsible for choosing a guy so what i do i have a very clear cut you know guideline Whoever you know does well in the post MSc exam, okay, he has the priority. priority. Okay, yeah. so I basically follow that merit list. Yeah. Uh, fortunately, I did well in yeah. that. Yeah. Okay, so there is no issue. <laughs> and uh, okay, I joined his lab, uh, you know, formally, and then uh, we are discussing about uh, what we are going to do yeah. because. Uh, is famous in uh, extra yeah, scattering. Right, right, okay. Exactly. But I was interested in doing electronic transport. Oh. Okay. <laughs> so I said that I want to do electronic transport. <laughs> then he thought for you know 10 seconds, probably I was thinking then why these guys <laughs> here. Okay. But you know, I mean I, I was always fortunate to come across this, you know, great people. Yeah. Okay. Like I got really great teacher, then you know, Professor Sanan. He was someone who will always take new challenges. Mm, mm. He liked to take new challenges. So at one point when we joined, three of his students was working in completely three different problems. Wow. One is in magnetism, one is the thermal conductivity, uh, thermal property, and one is in uh, STM-based electrons. Mm. So it was amazing. I mean, because he has this curiosity. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so. Then he told me that, okay, the kind of work that we want to do, we don't have any setup for it. Okay. So, we have to build it. Nice. Okay. Nice. Then I said, okay, I like building things. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, after a long time, I will get that opportunity to, you know, build. I said that, okay, I will set up the lab. Nice. Okay. I am happy to do that. Uh, okay. uh, then uh, he said that, okay, let's, uh, you know, uh, 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 we'll uh, kind of order stuff. You will find a place where we'll set up all those things. Nice. Okay. So two students joined together. I and uh, Indronil. Indronil is my mm. you know colleague. Um, so 
Indian Sarkar. He is in INST. INST, uh, okay. Yeah. In the Mohali. Mohali, yeah. Uh, so we two joined together. Uh, so we got a room that was kind of, you know, chemical room beforehand. Okay. So we clean up that room. Uh, okay. <laughs> we started kind of really building it from the scratch. Nice, nice, nice. And here is something, you know, um, that helped me a lot. So initially, you know, at the time, placing order and getting things used to take a little bit of time. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So it took almost uh, three years to set up the lab. Nice. And my theoretician colleagues are about to graduate. Okay. <laughs> they are about to submit their thesis. But it never you know, appeared okay. to me that, okay, you know, I, you should be I, I should be in a hurry. Yeah. Okay. I was enjoying my work. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that, it took time. Okay. Because setting up the lab and then doing experiment, it definitely, you know, uh, it's uh, the expense of time. But it gave me enormous, you know, uh, kind of confidence to do things, to build things, uh, uh, how to set up a lab. And uh, it's not that the things that I build here, I build all of them earlier. Yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. because I had those kind of basic knowledge. So I build new things yeah. based on that, which I never, you know, uh, build earlier. Yes. I have probably used it. So I got a sense that how it might work. Okay. Then we started, you know, kind of. Building. So anyway, I know our journey was in PhD was really uh, fascinating. So one thing that we remember, uh, I started uh, working with, uh, you know, this uh, conducting polymer nano, oh, that is kind yes, of a quasi yeah. dimensional system. That is a model system. And for quite some time, so actually for almost two years, we mm -hmm. are not getting any really good result, mm -hmm. you know, breakthrough result we are not getting. And I was uh, like insisting uh, Professor Sanal that, oh, I should quit this problem and take a different problem. Uh. Okay. We got some sample from some other uh, people, uh, different type of sample. So I was saying that, oh, I have those samples, shall so I start working on them? He will always say that, you know, it's a research. Okay. So people have seen those things. You have to again look at them. Okay. You will find something. Uh, so keep your patience, try. Very important. And, you know, just before I was getting married, I got a breakthrough on that. I got some really <laughs> good result. Okay. So I remember that I got those results. I told uh, uh, Professor Sanal that, oh, I got some fantastic result. I will come and analyze. So I am going to get married. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, so that was, uh, you know, some interesting thing. And then uh, that, you know, kind of breakthrough uh, didn't only help me to finish my PhD. It actually helped uh, at least two of my seniors to finish their PhD. They also worked on the similar you know, on the same system, actually. Uh, so, I mean, all these things. So, he used to tell that, you know, PhD is a training period. So, all these patients and all these things, I think it's indeed a training, training period yeah. that yeah. helps you to say properly as a future researcher. How, how do you think is the, the issue? Yeah, that, that actually, you know, helped me a lot. After that, you know, after finishing PhD, I went to, you know, uh, Johns Hopkins yeah, for yeah, doing we'll my... come to that particular point. Yeah. I, just one question before we switch to your uh, uh, Western pasture, yes. <laughs> where you went. Uh, one of the crucial elements, in fact, you know, some of the papers what you wrote was, were also very interesting and uh, also had some implication in understanding transport in uh, nanowires yeah. and other things. Uh, and this is a time, as you mentioned, where uh, nano is kind of becoming uh, kind of a very interesting problem. Yeah. It also has led a foundation for uh, a lot of 
low dimensional material yes yes right so um, during that time uh, how was your trading atipur like because you did uh, excellent experiments but i also see that your initial papers had also theoretical kind of uh, yeah, yeah. kind of uh, discourse in terms of papers whatever you are writing what was your training phase what was the kind of uh, exposure you had during that time if you could just briefly tell yes. about it yes uh, so the advantage of you know starting something new okay both from the advisor side and my side is that we both you know kind of learning, learning together yeah, nice, okay nice. and we had to study the background theory yeah, and other exactly. thing and i will always discuss uh, with him that okay probably this is happening we often talk to with yes. uh, you know a theoretician okay i'm thinking probably this is happening in my system uh, so whether uh, this is you know right or not so you know that uh, i think the kind of problem that we chose at that time we had the advantage that the theory was not developed so well so, well, mm. so we could do little bit of you know venture on that mm. side also yes, and yes. Uh, you know we were doing experiment in the labs which we always like to do but at the same time you know my teacher told that okay you should also read paper on a regular basis nice. okay and those papers uh, often uh, you know it may be just uh, pure theory okay uh, so i i like to read even the background that theory helped, paper yeah, okay that always helped me it's not that i understood all of them uh-huh. but at least it helped me to understand my, my system yeah, exactly okay so we got some result and for one result we are kind of puzzled for really long time that what is happening then we came up with some theory that okay people again we read some paper and got that idea that probably this is happening in my system okay but for that thing there is no theory available so we try to kind of you know do little bit of theory yeah, which yeah, yeah. can explain our own experimental uh, result absolutely okay. right. so absolutely. Uh, that you know kind of that is also training, training. okay that uh, helped us a lot and uh, then we discussed with uh, you know lot of uh, theoreticians so this is something you know gives us an advantage as where you know uh like you have a good experimentalist and good theorists and all are uh, in the same, same place okay you can discuss with them uh over a cup of uh, you know tea absolutely okay. now in fact that is also reflected in your uh, research uh because even now uh, whenever yeah we we we've written papers together you also try to bring in the theoretical yes. viewpoint and uh, that's similar even my group because in my group we also have a small component of theory and simulations and other things and that's a very important way of looking yeah, at the problem yes. right yeah. so in that sense uh, we will then now move to your stint in the united states of america where you upped your game even further and uh, before i very specifically go into this problems you probably also you know developed some outstanding you know uh, capabilities in uh, nano fabrication yes tell us a little bit about your experience in the us and how did you develop that expertise uh so yeah when uh, when we were staying at the science institute almost at the end of my phd the cb in lithography yeah. came so i got a little bit of exposure over there uh, but then when i went to you know johns hopkins for my postdoc mm-hmm. in in amarkovics lab uh so there again i mean um, she is more famous on uh, superconductivity uh, uh, yeah. she is a student of michael tinkham michael okay. tinkham okay. okay 
uh, interestingly, both my advisors, one is a postdoc of Mike Tingham, one is a graduate student of Mike Tingham. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so it's a connection. Is yeah, yeah. So, I mean, uh, in Hopkins, uh, we chose a you know, problem related to graphene. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, now I wanted to explore this, you know, beautiful material. I mean, I'm always fascinated with graphene. It's such a nice material. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And we had a... Uh, so, this was which year? Can you... Uh, uh, so, you went in 20, uh, 2009. Oh, okay, 2009, uh, 2009 I went to, to Johns Hopkins. Uh, Johns Hopkins. Okay. okay. So, uh, there we had a research scientist, uh, okay, uh, Janice Guikama. Mm. Uh, she is actually a graduate student of uh, you know, in Kathy Moller's group in uh, Stanford. Mm. Uh, she actually taught me you know, how to make graphene, do this exfoliation, nice, this and that. Nice. Okay. So, whatever I learned about those things, it's I completely owe to her. Uh, okay. nice, nice. Uh, uh, because, you know, it's a new place. Yes. Okay. The first thing I went to US, I was trying to figure out why this land is so successful. Mm -hmm. Because in Baltimore, it was in Baltimore, mm -hmm. the land, the environment looks almost same as ours. Yeah, it's exactly. not like yeah, cool. Yeah, okay. right. So I was thinking, why this place is so you know advanced? Uh, why are we are lacking? Okay. True. True. I, I realized that you know very quickly okay. that people are very sincere and serious about their work. Okay, that True. makes them different. Exactly. Um, so anyway, uh, so there I started working on uh, graphene. Uh, so there I really uh, kind of, uh, you know, we had to get this expertise of how to do nanofabrication mm. because we have to make a device on graphene. So the first problem that I chose is uh, we'll be making a uh, kind of interferometer in graphene. Mm. Okay. Mm. So it will be a kind of split ring interferometer where yes. you have a gold uh, ring, which is kind of Arnold bomb ring. Mm -hmm. But it is splitted at the middle, and there you will have the graphene. graphene. Okay, yes, yes. and we'll make even a PN junction on that split. So there is a kind of uh, 80 nanometer gap where you have to make a PN junction. So it involves multiple level of optical lithography and EV lithography. Okay, uh, but again, you know, thanks to Janice who taught mm -hmm. me like how to do those things. Uh, how to develop those things. I also modified several, you know, uh, protocol later, mm -hmm. but the initial thing was, you know, I learned completely from her. And uh, uh, interestingly, the, you know, in university, there is uh, no operator. Yeah, okay. Exactly. The students, they will be using it. And that's the first <laughs> time I started, okay, I can use everything. <laughs> okay. And our group was maintaining the clean room and the evening lithography. So all the kind of lithography thing was in, we are in charge of that. Nice. Uh, and that gave us a little bit of advantages that we could do even lithography at any time, okay, during night or whatever we want. <laughs> uh, and it's a kind of, you know, it's uh, uh, equally amount of art in making those devices. Right. Okay. Uh, and somehow I like that. Okay. I was kind of fascinated in doing this nanofabrication, making it, uh, you know, kind of uh, bringing the perfection in mm -hmm. the device. Okay. Every time I was thinking, oh, the device should look picture perfect. Okay. When you do <laughs> the ACM imaging, it should look picture perfect because only then you can tell because the device has to be very clean. We yeah, are doing yeah, some ultra low yeah. temperature measurement and if the sample is not clean, then there won't there be any clean signs exactly. coming out of it. Okay. The, so, this, you know, nanofabrication training is basically done at uh, Johns Hopkins uh, University. Uh, I also learned this, you know, projection lithography and other mm -hmm. techniques mm -hmm. there. Again, Janice taught me. And the moment I was exposed to first, I, you know, I 
so fascinated about it. I thought that okay, whenever I will get a chance to build my lab, I will make this, build this thing. Uh, so yeah, I mean we did uh, quite a bit of work on uh, you know uh, electronic transport, probably mostly you know mm. uh, low temperature transport yeah. properties of uh, uh, graphene and you know two-dimensional material in general. Uh, so when I was about to finish my you know first PhD, that time Professor Sanal came once mm -hmm. in the US. Okay, we had a very good time at mm -hmm. that because there was some pending paper. So he stayed in a close by hotel where, which is walking distance from my apartment. We sat there for you know a couple of days and finished all wow. those pending papers. Yes, yes. So that time uh, he was telling me about uh, like uh, what. Uh, what is my plan? He was asking uh, me, what do you want to do next? Then I said that, okay, I want to do one more postdoc. Uh, that is kind of my plan. Okay. I, I was almost finishing my, you know, third year of uh, oh, first yes, postdoc. Yes, but I wanted to do, you know, another postdoc. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to explore a little bit uh, more. Uh, then uh, he told me, okay, uh, you have a good background on electronic yeah. transport and other thing in this. Uh, so why don't you explore something related to this, uh, you know, energy related stuff yes. it might be useful for you okay in long run um then i said that okay i also like things i like building things okay um so, so something that is useful that is perfectly fine okay it uh, matches with uh, you know kind of uh, my <laughs> attitude as well yes, yes. then in the next postdoc okay uh, i got a couple of offer but i chose a uh, brookhaven national lab uh, the main reason is that when I went there, okay, uh, I saw those fantastic facilities, uh, okay, and that attracted me. That okay, one should work here. Nice, the nice. facilities are fantastic. Okay. Uh, so then, in 2012, I moved to Brookhaven National mm -hmm. Lab. Okay, um, and uh, there, my work on this. You know, block copolymer based uh, lithography mm. and uh, you know how to do the nanotexturing to improve the efficiencies, it may be silicon solar cell or making this anti fogging mm. you know, surface, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, or a hydrophobic surface. All these, so I again learned some different type of lithography. Okay, nice. we are doing e beam lithography also during that yeah. time, but less e beam lithography, more towards this unconventional lithography, which you know, my advisor, uh, Charles T. Black, mm. we call him Chuck. Mm. So Chuck was kind of, you know, he is uh, famous in that. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay, he okay. has, I think, 40 patents in that. Wow, okay. He was in IBM uh, okay, yeah. earlier than he came to. And he, I mean, see, the another thing I learned when I was in Brookhaven is that uh, whatever is your age or, you know, whatever you are, you should also keep some problem for you and you should do experiment by yourself. Yes. So when I was doing experiment, Chuck was standing next to me and he was doing experiment. He has always some small problem right. which he will do. Fantastic. Okay. Fantastic. That is actually the principle what yes. we follow in our lab. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> Very, nice. Very nice. So, I mean, that actually impressed me. Uh, I, I went uh, last in uh, November end and mm. December to Dukhaven. Uh, yeah. I met Chuck and I told that, you know, you taught me this. I learned from that seeing you that you are working next to me. I also try to do something. I don't know whether I, you know, uh, I can do it all the time, but I at least try to do something by myself. Okay, and that is uh, something very motivating. And uh, so when, when I was in the transition period from Hopkins to you know Brookhaven National Lab, 
so the department chair okay uh, daniel rice uh, he told me that you know uh, one should go to national lab because that's a the experience is eye opening you know you yes. will get to see how science is done in a different way in a different pace over yes. here Yes. Okay. Uh, so yeah, so I, I forgot to mention one uh, small story uh, during my stay in Hopkins. Mm. Uh, so uh, I had this, you know, our letter box was so my last name is Raman, uh. and then there is this Daniel Rice uh. whose letter box is just above me, uh. and then there is uh, Daniel Reese uh. whose letter box is just <laughs> below me. Uh. Okay. So one day I was coming out of the clean room, as exhausted, I tried something, didn't work. So I uh, I came to the lab. So the clean room was in a yeah. kind of slightly different uh, building. I came to the lab and I saw uh, my advisor Nina was there. Then I told her, "Oh, I, say, I am so exhausted and I'm very upset. Okay, I tried so many devices, didn't work. Okay, um, uh, give me some good, uh, you know, uh, news." Then uh, she looked at me and then said. What else do you want? Said, What's the good news? So our department got Nobel Prize. Oh. Said, okay, who is that guy? So you don't know? It's Daniel Reese. So okay, I saw his letterbox just below. <laughs> that sort of guy. Oh, he got the Nobel Prize. <laughs> so I mean, you get those feeling. Okay, uh, so this is something we miss here. That you know, you see those people and you feel that yes, really, you are doing something. Okay, you are among all these people. Okay. Uh, so it was fascinating, but in Brookhaven, the thing that I enjoyed most. So uh, our uh, you know center director uh, uh, that time asked me that okay, what you know uh, bring you here? Okay, uh, why did you choose uh, Brookhaven? And then I said that you know, or what do you like most? I said I like the speed. Okay, mm. some people might you know, complain about American work yeah. culture, but I somehow like that speed. Yeah, okay. yeah, I know, I know, because I you, know. You, you spent quite a lot of time in US too. Yeah, yeah I spent yeah. seven years yeah, when I was exactly. there. So, at the end, I said in Brookhaven, I like the speed. Mm. There is no downtime. If some instrument is down, I send an email, and in one hour, it is up. up. Okay. So that I like most. Okay. Yeah, no, no, that is and something remarkable. That give, it's a you know. It's a heaven and hell difference. Yeah, exactly. Okay, that speed will uh, you know make yeah. a big difference. Absolutely. Even see, uh, since you are mentioning this long time ago, of course, about twenty years ago when I was in Purdue, there, uh, you know, I used to order some optics uh, in the evening. By the time I come back to the lab in next morning, that item would have been. It's there. there. Huh? Yes. Means uh, that is that is that probably is uh, one of something the very, amazing. Very yeah, we used to order in McMaster car. Yes. You order yeah. before 4 p.m., you'll yeah. get it next day, next day by 10 a.m. No, same day deliveries were there. Yeah, same day deliveries Sometimes, were also there. Yeah, yes, on yes. some premium yeah, yeah. or something. Like yeah, yeah, that. exactly. Same day it's, it's more like a big basket. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> For research. And uh, that, you know, makes a big difference. Mm. So I, I always tell this thing that, you know, uh, in physics, you always say spherical approximation of cow. Yeah. Yes, it's not the bigger things that makes the difference. It's the yeah, small, small yeah. thing that makes the difference. Absolutely. Okay, it's the cow has a small tail which the ball doesn't have. Mm. That's what makes the difference. Mm. So it's mm. not the big things. It's the small, small things that makes the you know that builds the final picture. Absolutely. Okay. Again, you know, listeners, this is first principles thinking. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Going back to the basics. Going back to the basics. Yes. That is very important. Yes. Uh, that is very crucial. Uh, so yeah, my Brookhaven uh, no, stay was. Uh, very successful. Uh, it was very enjoyable. Okay, mm -hmm. 
we have a, a you know second daughter uh, there uh, oh, at that time okay uh, so first daughter born when i was at hopkins and uh, second daughter born when i was at uh, you know brookhaven okay <laughs> oh, first daughter <laughs> oh no, yeah i mean my wife has to suffer you know <laughs> Uh, she has uh, done only two years of postdoc yeah, because yeah, of that. I mean, she has to raise kids, uh, took all the responsibility. Yeah. In Brooklyn, when I had to change my visa to H visa, so H visa dependent cannot work. Oh, it's okay. Yeah, yeah. So that's she had to. Uh, see, I mean, no, I should whatever mention. you are seeing here is yeah. the background. There is, uh, you know, see here. She is there. That's why Absolutely. I could do all those things. No, I should it's mention. Impossible. I should mention specifically Aisha, who is uh, Atiku's wife. She is also an excellent scientist. Uh, you know. Uh, she also works in in the lab and yeah. does very interesting research, and I'm hopeful that I'll be also talking to her at some point of time. <laughs> yeah, she's very shy. <laughs> anyway, so uh, and uh, Brookhaven also the you know environment of Long Island I liked a lot. Okay, uh, when I uh, went there, it's kind of you could see European beauty in yeah. uh, you know US only yeah. in few places. Yeah. Bro you know, Long Island is one of the yeah. places where you don't see high-rise building. Mm -hmm. Okay, it's kind of all this, uh, you know, uh, village type yeah, of like thing. Country, country, countryside. Side. Yes, exactly. There's uh, like uh, this farms where there where you can go and pick your own, you know, vegetables or fruits. Which you do now in, uh, in here. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, we, you know, kind of that habit we build when we are in Brookhaven. Exactly. And there is another interesting thing that uh, there is a community garden, which yeah, we, yeah. you know, enjoyed yes. a lot. So we used to go with kids. Yes. So you get a small plot there. Okay. Uh, so the place that we, uh, where there is a, the community garden was called Longwood Victory Garden. Nice, nice. So there, there are a lot of small, small plots are there. So you just get them at a very nominal price, oh, yeah, maybe ten dollar per year or something oh, like that. Okay. okay. Then you can grow your grow stuff. Your the only uh, restriction is that you cannot use any chemical. Yeah. So everything has to be organic. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Okay. Nice, and nice. Uh, they will help you getting the fertilizer, means the organic compost and all those things. Okay. okay. We they will provide. Yeah. I mean, we basically we build. So nice. someone earlier they did that thing. We are using those compost. When the harvest is done, we will make our own compost for the next year. Nice. Okay. Nice. And interestingly, who are the gardeners? Okay. One. Okay. I was there from Brookhaven National Lab. There is the editor of Physical Review E, who is our <laughs> next to us. Okay. He's your, your, your neighbor farmer. Yeah, your neighbor farmer. There is one uh, lady uh, from the Longwood Public Library. Uh, okay. This is the director of the Longwood Public uh, Library. Uh, so there's people from various backgrounds, like interesting that. backgrounds. And the person who used to come to teach us how to do this farming was from Cornell University. Nice. Okay. Uh, Her name is, I think, Margarita or someone. Uh, she used to come, you know, almost alternate weekends to teach us how to grow things, what are the compatible crop that we should try, why you should put these flowering plants next to it, okay, how that helps in pollination, why you should put marigold plants, you know, here and there. So nice. all these, I mean, this is also, a, you know, great learning experience. Yes, and uh, yeah, I still miss that. I hope that we will be able to get some community garden here as well. Okay, that's actually is a you know great thing. So yeah, our stay in Brookhaven was from all side. It was uh, very enjoyable. Uh, so uh, if something we miss from US is basically our stay in Brookhaven. Brookhaven yes. Okay, it's uh, also uh, a very reputed uh, national lab. Yeah, it's so you know one of the you know, best national yes, lab. Okay, so that is the reason why the influence is from. Uh, 
from there for your farming uh, as a hobby, right? That's something. Yeah, I mean, uh, it was there in my family also, okay. but uh, you know, doing this thing, I mean, we had uh, by from generations we have some land property. Land. Okay. Okay. okay, I mean. We still have some, yeah, okay. 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 Uh, but uh, I, yeah, I like to grow things. Thanks. Okay, that is also again curiosity driven. <laughs> yeah, yes, okay. yes. Um, uh, but yeah, we could, you know, and the kids could also do, you know, those things. Very so nice. Nice. Uh, we could give that exposure to them when we are here, yeah. which here we are missing. We are doing little bit on the, you know, just on plastic pot. We are doing yeah, on the balcony yeah. right now. We still grow things, okay. I still have some chard and uh, oh, you know yeah, spinach yeah. and bitter gold <laughs> and chili is there in my balcony. Okay, uh, yeah, I, I I like you know gardening, uh, nice. Uh, nice. Uh, yeah. farming, whatever you tell. Yeah. <laughs> okay, in a small scale, small scale, <laughs> small scale gardening. Yeah, small scale large gardening. Large scale gardening, small scale small farming. farming. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, and then in 2016, I came back here yes. and yes. started my uh, journey. Okay. Yeah. And uh, what made you come back? Okay. Uh, so when we went to US, uh, we went with this mind that uh, we'll come back. Okay. Okay. And uh, you know, initially it was kind of uh, it's a huge uh, trouble. Uh, we are every day we are looking this saw this movie and kind of you know <laughs> our, <laughs> our tears are flowing. <laughs> we are missing our you know home country so much. Yeah, yeah. We are thinking, oh, when will I go back? Okay. So, uh, but yeah, at the same time, I should uh, uh, no, acknowledge that uh, almost uh, when we are in Brookhaven mm -hmm. and when the kids started going to the school, that time we are also started thinking that if we don't get a good job back in India, then we can stay here. Stay here. Okay. Okay. I actually started processing my green card application. I oh. spent already some money for that. Oh, okay. I didn't you know, finish it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the reason is that not because I was fascinated about US. Okay, definitely the education yeah. you yeah. know, was uh, something attractive <coughs> and uh, my kids who actually went to the school, even uh, she's in touch with her first grade teacher. Wow, okay. is it fantastic? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was, uh, you know, uh, after, and this time when I went, I met her. Okay. Wonderful. And I met her, I hand over her, uh, one of my daughter's painting. Painting, yeah, yeah. wonderful. So, man. I called my daughter from there, she talked to her. Oh, she's in touch yeah. with her, you know, uh, we often send few things, she also yeah. sent things. Nice, nice. Okay, so, you know, teachers always yeah. make uh, deep. Connection. Yeah, it's a big connection and they can change your life. Yes. Okay, absolutely. Uh, so, anyway, at the time I started applying mm. in India, uh, but in India, you know, things are a bit slow, yeah. so I was getting a little bit upset. So, I was thinking, okay, if I don't get a decent job, then what to do? Mm. Okay, then I should stay back. Yeah. Yeah. I actually got an offer from um, this uh, famous uh, company. Uh, what is its name? It's in Idaho. Mm. Yeah, so I got a job in uh, Micron Technology. Ah, okay, okay, I got an offer from there, ah. and uh, they are ready to give this uh, extraordinary visa, O visa, and all those ah, things. Ah, yes, okay, yes. but anyway, I uh, wanted to do research, have my own lab, so I started applying in India, but uh, not getting quick response. I got a little bit of uh, you know uh, frustrated at that time, so I started looking in US as well. Uh, but anyway, uh, applying to ISR Pune was kind of uh, was very quick. The response was a bit quick from Aisar Pune. Mm -hmm. And uh, then I, you know, came for the interview uh, here in 2015, mm -hmm. June yeah, yeah. month. 
and uh, after coming here i was kind of fascinated with uh, the labs at yeah. time it was highly equipped i visited your lab yeah, you know yeah, yeah. Uh, we discussed a lot of things yeah. there and another thing that attracted me very much is the colleagues okay yeah, yeah. i could see that you know uh, there is a friendly atmosphere mm -hmm. here and which sometimes is very difficult to get not only in india in abroad also abroad, okay you don't get this kind of uh, atmosphere okay uh, everywhere uh, Sovik was there, yeah. okay. Um, being both Bengali, okay, we are talking sometimes in Bengali, and he was, I don't know, because of my bald head or something, he was kind of, you know, saying, Apni, okay, he was kind of with a very respectful <laughs> And Sovik says that it's because of your, you know, bald head. <laughs> uh, yeah, but, you know, uh, so I made this, you know, fantastic colleague, I mean, yes. my future colleague, yes. let's say, and I, I was kind of moved, yeah. okay. Yeah. Uh, then I went back to US. I came for just to give yeah. a talk and uh, the short visit. Okay, I also got an offer in one of the research institute in Bangalore. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, but uh, when I got offer from here, yeah. okay, I thought, okay, this is the place I nice should go. Nice, okay, nice. Uh, so this is the only place I came to give the interview, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I joined and uh, again in June month. Mm -hmm. uh, uh 29th june uh 2016 yes. okay that is my joining and then my journey started here yeah fantastic fantastic i think good in fact uh one of the very important elements of uh moving back to your home country generally is kind of a satisfaction although there is it is also a challenge so uh what you uh, thinking about it because you know you had worked in some of the topmost laboratories in the world, and uh, here you are getting started. Uh, where even the even though the ecosystem is good, especially the human resource would always be the positive aspect yeah, of Indian yeah. system. Uh, the infrastructure generally would never be able to match, at least currently as we are uh, in the economic state, whatever we are. Uh, where even the conventional institutions like ICERs and IITs and ISCTF are. Although they have very good uh, kind of uh, facilities, uh, it, it is no way sometimes matching to let's say broad requirements of a very high end uh, experimentation. So how did you adapt to that? Uh, yes, yeah, so that was kind of little bit of a tough time. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, I came here and uh, my idea was that okay, I need these these equipments. Mm -hmm. uh, I will start uh, doing uh, things, but. Uh, during that time, uh, things were a little bit volatile. Okay, uh, the you know director at that time also he was not sure that whether or when the funding will come. So he was telling me, okay, we'll get the funding, we'll get the funding. Don't worry. Okay, you start doing something. Yeah. Uh, but then you know a few months went. Okay, like that, uh, and then I realized that okay, if uh, I am looking for that big funding, and uh, then I will start my work. I will start. So one advantage of having a PhD from India is that I know how to oh, how things work. Okay, exactly. if someone says one month, then what? How it stretch? You know how much it can stretch? Yeah. Okay. Time dilation. Yes, time dilation. Yes, absolutely. Uh, so then uh, I immediately decided that okay, I should uh, you know uh, start doing something. Okay, whatever is available around. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, and whatever the small fund that is available. So. You know, uh, that time we used to just uh, go with some indents and to ask them to sign, and they used to do that. Okay, that's things are little, you uh, know, uh, used to work in a different way. Uh, so I bought two, you know, assembled computers. Okay, 
and uh, build one uh, pre amplifier mm -hmm. with just 10 50000 rupees we build that pre amplifier it's a very ultra low noise you know it's a ultra low noise pre amplifier that actually works pretty well uh, and uh, build a box uh, which is bimetallic just to kind of do some sensitive measurement uh, so that the electromagnetic interference is less and the sample box okay it's basically a big you know um, glass bowl which you use for like carrying tiffin okay that was my sample box okay so that is kind of my first setup we also bought a DAC card for doing this noise measurement uh, and uh, I think by the time I probably took one meter from someone okay so the colleagues were very helpful uh, you know that is something you know has helped me yeah. a lot so um, using this you know simple thing uh, and I uh, asked some samples from Professor Ogles. So at that time, the perovskite solar cells were kind of you know interesting. Uh, it's still very interesting. So I used to take samples from him and wanted to do some physics on it. So I basically started doing the starting the degradation mechanism of that. So I got a you know basically a BSMS student uh, Ankit uh, at that time. So he kind of uh, the one who started working nice. with me at that time. So we started in this way. Uh, but the best thing is that, you know, though it's a very small, I got kind of an empty room and everything was on a small table, yeah. but things started. started. Okay. That's a very that was something, I mean, I, I knew that I have to start, whatever yeah. is that, I should not wait for something Absolutely. when the big ticket items will be coming. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, so, in this way, gradually I wrote proposals, we got some money, this and that. Okay. So, it's uh, it was never like that, I got a big chunk of money and I, you know, bought a big equipment it was never like that but slowly slowly i you know build things i bought some equipment and uh, we build a lot of instruments you know in house uh, which again my previous experience okay helped me a lot especially my setting up my lab during my phd days okay uh, so once i was kind of making a list that the things that i build it's more than 20 now that yeah. we build in our lab okay some may be very simple some may be a bit complex okay uh, and, uh, you know, some of them even outperform the, you know, of the self item that I you get, think. okay, from the market. So, uh, you know, uh, sometimes uh, something might be frustrating uh, in the first appearance, but in the long, long run, run, it may be beneficial, maybe. okay. Uh, you might uh, get uh, uh, some feeling of satisfaction yeah. that, okay, you can do that or you did that, okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, I think, uh, you know, starting something, whatever is around, you know, us, that is very important. That attitude is very important. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Especially, see, that's what, uh, it also has to do with adaptability. Yeah. Because you cannot actually keep, you know, telling, oh, we don't have this thing, so yeah, we will not yeah. be able to do it. Uh, of course, in many a times, uh, if you have to really stick to that problem, you may have to get started yes, with something yes. and then build upon that. No, you should have, uh, you know, that dream uh, <laughs> back of your mind that I will get yeah, that absolutely. thing. I want to set that thing. But for the timing, let's keep let's moving. Go. Okay. Exactly. Uh, you'll have the plan for biryani someday, but now <laughs> let's have dal and rice. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. No, no, because correct. you need to survive. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, I think you briefly tell us about the research problems uh, in so, your lab now. So, now we are doing as you already know, yeah. that uh, being a, one of my, you know, best collaborator, more fruitful collaborator. Same here, same yeah. Here. <laughs> uh, yeah. We work on two-dimensional material, mostly yeah. on transition metal dichalcogenides. Okay. Uh, we study their electronic transport properties and in collaboration with you, we study their, you know, optoelectronic properties. Uh, 
Yeah, I mean, uh, for the audience, I should say that uh, Popon is, uh, you know, my most successful collaborator. We published in you know, a maximum number of paper together. Okay. Uh, and uh, that is again uh, kind of advantages of being at ICER that we can collaborate with our colleagues without Absolutely. any hesitation. Okay. And uh, we do a lot of collaboration among ourselves. Uh, our ecosystem is such that, uh, you know, we have collaboration with our theory guys. Okay. Um, so we do this, uh, we grow our samples. Okay. Yeah. That is just to be self sufficient. We are not really expert in growth, yeah. but. We do a little bit of growth um, just to kind of uh, keep a constant supply of samples. But over the time also that gave us uh, some advantages. Um, so right now our main aim is to understand uh, the mobility limiting factor in two-dimensional material because that is one burning nice. problem in 2D nice. material. And how this uh, you know dielectric environment affect the electronic and optoelectronic okay. properties of this two-dimensional material. Because being a 2D nature, they are very prone to the any environment, yeah, yeah. Okay, even on the substrate. So we do a lot of even substrate engineering. So my kind of, uh, you know, uh, the training in Brookhaven that helps me to do this substrate engineering and then place these 2D materials and try to uh, study their uh, optoelectronic properties. Okay. And uh, in the future, we want to kind of explore uh, it little bit more and also move it to heterostructures yeah. of two-dimensional material okay um, and uh, let's see how we can use this for some uh, you know uh, application which is kind of real level application we uh, so in my lab uh, we do kind of you know fundamental studies but uh, we also try to see if some of them can be applied Quite for something you know some useful uh, you know uh, building some useful thing Okay, uh, useful in the sense that uh, um, that can be used by other people. people okay, nice, uh, nice. or it can be used to measure something else. Mm. Okay. Uh, so that's how we are kind of you know um, wonderful making a journey. Now, uh, the, one of the very important elements is also that you have trained very good students uh, because uh, a lot of them are uh, not only well versed in the concepts but also the skills. And uh, that is uh, also a kind of, you know, important part, right? Especially when you're building a lab, you have to transfer the skills because the students are, or rather the PhD mm -hmm. and even postdocs are the ones who will take the baton and really, you know, yeah, uh, yeah. go ahead and do a lot of uh, interesting stuff. So <clears throat> in that sense, you have, your experience has been uh, uh, good in terms of the students. Uh, yeah. So I, I was actually fortunate to get uh, some uh, very good students when I was starting my yeah, lab. Yeah, yeah. So in the first batch, uh, you know, I got two PhD students, Gokul and Brinda and yes. Mamogno as uh, IPhD yeah, students. Yes, so yes. all three are fantastic. fantastic. Okay. And yeah. each of them has their own, you know, expertise. Yes. Okay. Yes. And uh, knack. Okay. I probably was very who has collaborative papers with all of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. I mean, you collaborated with uh, almost uh, most of my students, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I mean, uh, I think you know this uh, proximity and this ecosystem, yeah, this environment yeah. helps us a lot. I mean, uh, that is reflected in our productivity. Okay. Uh, the moment I need some optical measurement, the student goes there. Okay. Absolutely. And the best thing is that see. We just tell that, okay, we'll do this work together. That ends in the PI level. Yes. But it is a student Students who, you know, exactly. does the thing and they can coordinate nicely. Okay. Very nice. I, I think uh, that is something uh, they are going to miss, you know, yeah. <laughs> when they will go abroad. Oh, uh, exactly. uh, okay. Sometimes they will miss because, okay, there might be uh, web, 
you know vibrant environment in the lab itself but group to group, group this group, collaboration group. is absolutely. not easy always uh, abroad especially absolutely okay absolutely. yeah uh, so yeah these uh, three students actually uh, you know helped uh, me a lot to set up all those things Wonderful. okay Wonderful. Uh, like gokul was very good in uh, you know building things building. Uh, Brinda was very good in optimizing something. I mean, she spent uh, you know enormous amount of time to optimize this growth uh, method uh, using chemical vapor deposition, and that time it was not so sophisticated. sophisticated. Now we have MFCs and yeah, all those things. Yeah. Those time all those like hand held things. Yeah. Okay, uh, but she spent enough you know yeah. enormous amount of yeah. time, yeah. and uh, and she has that patience. Excellent. Okay. Excellent. Uh, and Gokul is always, you know, being yeah. Gokul. I mean, he has interest in everything. Okay, and he has very good sense of, you know, instrumentation. You know, yes, yes. Uh, I mean, I was fortunate to have these three students. Fantastic. And uh, Pamagna has a perfect combination oh, of, yeah. you know, intellectual both <laughs> theoretical understanding yes. and doing experiment. So yeah, it was, you know, I, I feel that I was very fortunate. So far, my students are, you know, I, I'm. In a good luck yes, so far. Yes, yes. Okay, most of my students are uh, pretty enthusiastic. enthusiastic. That's Absolutely. that's what you need. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, no, that's if that's they're important. trainable, if they want to learn, if they're open to learn, then that's what you that's need. That's what you need. Yeah. Absolutely. Great, great. You know, we are almost converging towards the end. And uh, please tell us a few uh, things about uh, the kind of directions you want to take. What are your plans uh, in terms of the projects? What do you want to take up? Uh, are there any specific directions you would want to go further and uh, elaborate? Uh, yes. So, uh, in a, you know two-dimensional material, uh, as you know, my kind of training is mostly on electrical yeah. you know, transport properties. But we want to explore a little bit of this optical thing. Okay, Very basically nice. optoelectrical, combining okay. both uh, yes. you know optical properties with electrical thing. Uh, uh, that we want to explore a little. So our one direction, we we need to you know learn a lot. We need your help a lot. Yeah, to explore those things. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, we are also kind of you know while we are thinking about tuning the environment or not only the electric environment, but we also want to see how you can apply strain if you mm -hmm. use strain in these you know two D material how their properties are uh, you know uh, changing and uh, we started focusing a lot on the you know nature of defects in this two dimensional material okay uh, because uh, the our understanding of defects is mostly coming from bulk system three dimensional system but people you know uh, more and more they are understanding that in 2d it's not exactly the same thing okay the defects behave uh, differently uh, and it's not that defect is always detrimental for their property. Certain property there can be some improvement. Okay, so we are trying to. I mean, you can um, you know term it as defect engineering. Right. So we are yeah. trying to see how you can do defect engineering in this two-dimensional material to tune their uh, optical and yeah. electrical properties. Okay, uh, because uh, and we will explore some uh, you know, new materials uh, as well. So we are thinking of you know not only to stick mm -hmm. to those materials that we can grow in our lab so okay, we have some collaboration both in house and abroad okay uh, where we can get the materials and we'll try to probably do the exfoliation yes, and yes, make yes. device and make heterostructures okay 
and uh, study their uh, properties okay so this is kind of the direction that we are you know uh, looking uh, forward because being a part in the i hub we yeah, have to yeah. also you uh, know uh, look into the uh, quantum technological yeah, you yeah. know aspect of mm -hmm. these things and i think uh, 2d materials are a great candidate for yeah, those things for okay um so yeah yeah, is, that's that's uh, wonderful. That's really uh, fascinating. I also know that you do a bit of outreach, especially when you go and also talk to uh, school children and other places. And uh, uh, are you planning to also take it further? Yes, uh, yes. So uh, earlier I was kind of too much involved in setting up the lab, and those mm -hmm. things were kind of missing mm -hmm. uh, from my routine. Yeah. But now I'm slowly back into that. So. Uh, uh, I even whenever I go for a vacation, if it is yeah, my yeah, home country, yeah. the hometown, mm -hmm. then uh, I try to visit the schools mm -hmm. or some nearby colleges. Yeah, okay, yeah. Uh, some of my friends are there, so uh, they always tell me, okay, if you come, then you know, uh, just motivate yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, kids, yeah, motivate important. students. Okay, so earlier also I gave a talk. Uh, this time also I went to yes. you know uh, nearby college. Um, where I kind of uh, gave a popular level talk uh, mm -hmm. about uh, you know quantum technologies nice, and it's nice. like how the theory and application they are kind of uh, bridging there. So the interestingly, uh, you know, that talk was attended by students from not only from physics but also from chemistry, mathematics, biotechnology, Wonderful. and the <laughs> teachers were even wider spectrum like. Faculties from history, political science, and Bengali also came to listen that, and they interacted me after the talk. So, which was kind of, I mean, it's an amazing, uh, you know, experience. experience for me. Okay, and uh, I, I felt so moved that I told my friend that you know, next time if I'm coming, I'll again come and probably you know talk about something else to motivate the students, you know, and especially uh, I am kind of you know. Becoming more uh, getting involved in this uh, outreach yeah. stuff in the school kids, yeah. okay, very, very because that is very important. important. It's extremely uh, no, important. If you want to really change the society, you have to change it from the primary, primary level, level, okay. Exactly. Otherwise, it's impossible. And they have enormous curiosity, okay. exactly. I was okay. just coming to that point. You know, there is so much interest in yes, science, yes, yes, because. It is one thing which will directly, you know, cater to the curiosity of any human being. Doesn't really take into any anything into consideration except the fact that you have to be interested. Yes, right? yes. that is amazing. Absolutely amazing. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, this thing I you know kind of I enjoyed uh, earlier and I'm enjoying it. I'm actually trying to expand it a little bit more, especially the outreach part. Yeah. So I got a call from one of the like local newspaper in Bengal. Uh, they said Wonderful. that okay, we want a small write-up from you, Fantastic. which which I committed him that okay, I'll do it. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, he just called me. He said okay, yeah, we are still waiting for that. <laughs> so I need to be more a little bit systematic and distribute my time on those things. Uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, so I told my you know friends who are in school or other colleges in various places. Mm. Okay, next time if I'm going, I'll keep few days just for that, and uh, you know, just to give talks uh, to motivate uh, you know, our kids. You know, uh, and sometimes you know they will ask question which you never thought, thought that okay they can think from this direction, this direction, which is always very illuminating. Very illuminating, very illuminating. Yeah. In fact, invariably in the process of giving a talk, you will also 
kind of get questions and clarifications which you would have not thought about. Yes, about. yes, yes. It has happened to me also several times. It's yeah. very interesting. Yeah, fascinating, Gatikur. I'm so glad and I'm very happy that. Uh, we had this kind of long conversation, which is uh, already two hours, three minutes. Oh, I, I thought that I will talk for maybe 40 minutes. <laughs> no, no, I didn't no, realize no. that we spent two hours. No, no, no. no. That is yeah. the beauty about talking about yeah. science. And uh, I'm very thankful for your time and uh, your... Uh, thanks to you, Prabhupada. You're doing this initiative, which is, you know, really great. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. In fact, uh, thanks to people like you and you in this particular case. And uh, most of the people have been... In fact, everybody has been generous enough in, in sharing their knowledge and time. And since this is also part of emergence series, I am hoping that uh, we will have you subsequently in a, in a sure. In I'll a, be more than happy. Uh, we can where we can go a little deeper into some of the concepts, what you have been thinking about, some very interesting questions you are addressing in your research and other things. So thank you again for for your time. Okay, thank you. Thank, thank you. you. So this is Pratidwani, where we try to humanize science. This time with an excellent experimentalist, Atikur Rahman. <laughs>